look Go ahead. Yo, this is Ace. This is Nick from the Lumberyard Recording, Recording, and you are listening to We Podcast and We Know Things. We <laughs> Fish and chips. Awesome. <laughs> Fish and chips. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 141 of We Podcast and We Know Things. My name is Greg Hall, and alongside of me is almost always the best damn voice in the business, Sam Matoro. I'm pretty sure Mitch Flower Power is a magician. It's Mitch Flower Magician Power. What? Uh, anyway, so episode 141, if you're new to the podcast, we are the single source for all of your nerdy news in gaming, TV, film, music, and all things pop culture. We're basically spreading the good word of nerd one episode at a time. Be sure to join the We Pod Squad, which now includes... MRC Tech presents the last podcast and the Ion Ryan show coming to you every other Tuesday by hitting that subscriber follow button on all of your podcast services like iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you get that audible goodness. But remember, leave us that rating and review. It takes one minute. It's easy. It's cheap. It helps the show grow iTunes loves algorithms, and we do too. We'll tell you that much right now, my brother. So anytime you do leave us a review, we will read it on the air. Uh, one star, three star, don't care. We just want to make sure that we're delivering the best content, and we couldn't do it without you. And, you know, you can always leave it, like, you can count the rating review for us, but also add in Sean and Ryan just to, you know, tag along well, there. Well, uh, yeah, def- 1,000%. If you have anything to say about Sean and Ryan's show, we'd greatly appreciate the feedback there. I know uh, Sean's already gotten some feedback about his show from a couple new loyal listeners, both of which have had segments on the show. So, like, super exciting to have uh, new shows under our platform, the We Pod Squad, you know. Uh, get a little traction. Yeah, and getting positive feedback, so yeah. it's, it's always good. We appreciate that. And, and, and again... Uh, you can go to WePodcastAndWeKnowThings.com. It's your one-stop shop for everything. We Podcast and We Know Things. You can find us, all of our stuff there, like our links to our social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, links to our store, links to our Patreon. We have an announcement to make about our Patreon, by the way. Uh, we have a couple different announcements to make regarding our show and the future of it and or the, the really the present tense, uh, to be fair. True, to be true, yeah. <laughs> the present tense. So uh, we'll, we'll do that. But we do have a, a fun show lined up for you tonight. We'll do trivia. Uh, back to the grind. Sam is up one half of a point <laughs> to zero. Uh, we have, like I said, those updates we're going to bring you. We're going to start with movies tonight, the first time in a month. We're going to start with movies. Uh, then we have TV, gaming, some de- some really cool things like the wrestling space, Sam CGC Spotlight, uh, a little food news, our picks of the week, and get on out of here but and everything you said food news i love the most (laughs) but if you usually when you hear us do that whole spiel we usually say patreon shout outs as well um but that's going to be a part of our little announcement here and we'll kick that off with we're making a, a pretty big change to our patreon page uh, and it's to the $5 tier and above. So anybody who's at the $1 tier, Ryan Roselio, we appreciate you. The $2 tier uh, will continue to support. Thank you very much. We appreciate you. But anybody else, which is every other patron we have, who's at the $5 and up tier, usually when you're in the $5 tier, you get a shout-out on the show. We wanted to do things a little different, make it a little bit more interactive, um, and really include you on the show. So yeah. If you're at the $5 level and up, instead of a, a weekly shout-out, at any time... That you wish, either DM us on Instagram or Facebook, tweet us the video, or hell, send it to our email. We podcast and we know things at gmail.com. 
a question. It could be in the audio form. If you hit the little uh, audio recorder on your phone and just say it in there and send it as an MP3 or whatever file that saves as, you can do it as a, uh, I don't know, a Facebook video and send it over whatever technology nowadays. Uh, and we'll actually take that audio from your question, splice it into the episode, and answer it right on the air. That's a little cool thank you for, for being a patron. So. And we will do our very best to answer your question. And, and guess what? Any question you want about any topic at any time. This isn't once a month, once a quarter. This is whenever you want and you have a question. Shoot us over some audio. We'd be happy to do it. And we'll do that for any and all of our $5 and up patrons. So, again, thank you to everybody who supports us on Patreon. We could not do the show without you. You guys are the best. Literally could not do the show without you. Be gentle on the questions. Uh, We are part of the Weeby Geeks podcast network. That is WeebyGeeksPC.com. Thank you to Mike over at the Weeby Geeks Network. Uh, We do also want to give you a little bit of an update about the ESO Network. Uh, Sam and I, since kind of launching the WePod Squad, um, have almost been kind of toying and teasing the idea of growing that network and what that would look like and, and just kind of how can we do that. And after the amazing tutelage and the amazing support from the ESO Network, um, basically just kind of in talks said, you know, we'd love to go this direction. And I think at that point, once Sam and I knew that we were going to go the direction yeah. we are going right now with Sean's show and Ryan's show, potentially another show coming into the fold, that, that we were just, okay, let's just kind of break off and, and do our own thing. And left on good terms. Left on great you know. terms. And Mike and Mike at the ESO Network, thank you so much for your partnership over the past year. Uh, it's been amazing to, to be a part of your family and your group. We love you guys still. Uh, we're still listening. We're still loving it. So, again, just thank you to every show at the ESO Network, all 28, 29, whatever it was, shows that came together and – and we had a great time. And, yeah. and again, just thank you for all the support from those guys for the past year. And we're looking forward to continuing to grow here with the We Pod Squad. But we wouldn't be able to do that without our time on the ESO Network. So thank you guys. Yeah. And of course, wish you guys nothing but the best. Let's get into the trivia, Sam. It is 0.5 for you, zero for me, first to 11, win by two. You get the question right right away. It's one point. If we need the multiple choice and get it correct, it's a half a point. You can begin. Okay, I got a little Pokemon thing, so let's we'll, oh, we'll, we'll see what we got. Nice. Which Pokemon was banned from Ubers in Pokemon VGC? There's like a ton. There's only one in the Ubers part. U-B-E-R-S. There's only one Pokemon. In the VGC? VGC. I, I went on the website. Dude, I, I because I saw what you're saying. There's different sections. There's like an Ubers, like the toppest of tier. There's only one Pokemon that's banned. I'm telling, but I know what you're saying. There's different tiers where other Pokemon are, are banned. Yes, but this one is just one Pokemon. Who's banned in the Ubers? Yeah. Mega Rayquaza. I will accept it. It's just Rayquaza, but I'll accept it. So, correct. Great yeah. job. Yeah. I know my VGC. Yeah, I actually figured, hey, there was only one. Let's let's put it to the test. Out of 806. Yeah, so, dude. Hey, it was in your ballpark. I was kind of confident in that. and I don't. I play the VGC, but not like me and you will battle. Yeah. I don't ever fuck with it. Yeah, but it's not like you go to the top of the board. Like who's <laughs> we you just know what use I mean? we just use who we want to use. You know what I mean? And if we're playing Pokemon Stadium, we try to stay away from legendaries. That's that's really the only thing we try to stay away from. Is yeah, you 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 would have got it as soon if you weren't like once. What I were your said what were name, your uh, answers? Tyranitar, Mewtwo, Mew, and Rayquaza. I easily would have gotten it. Yeah, Ho Ho was I, on there, and I crossed it out for Mew. I wanted maybe would have been Mew. I might have been torn between Mew and Rayquaza, but because Rayquaza was already in my head. Um, was, was no, yeah, or Mew would have threw you. Yeah. All right. Your question is not Pokemon related. Thank God. It is not even video game related. Awesome. 
It is not TV related. Now you're talking. It, it is not music related. It's food related. It is not comic book related. It's food? <laughs> it is not movie related. It is food related. Hey, I had a feeling. In what year did the spicy nuggets from Wendy's originally debut? I have no idea. I have Not no. the spicy chicken sandwich, which I believe was 1999 or 1996. This is the spicy nuggets. What year did they come on the menu for the first time? I have no idea. May God, I award you no points. And may God have mercy. I mean, it's not that new, but it's not like old as shit. Sam, it is in the 2000s. Yeah, I, I, that I know. It is past 2005. Like, after 2005. Within the last 14 years. I'm thinking, you know, in high school, did I have spicy nuggets? Like, that <laughs> we had like- spicy popcorn chicken from the Ryan Cafeteria. But did we but have did spicy, we have spicy nuggets? nuggets? I don't think so. Well, I graduated high school in 2006, and I just said they were after 2005, so there's a 0% chance that I'll say 09. Oh, you're just going for it? Yeah. Wow. Uh, 2010. I'm pissed. God damn <laughs> One it. year off. I figured, I was like, I was probably a little bit after high school. If, God damn You it. know what? If you had 09 in your head and you would have asked for the answers, the answers were 10, 11, 13, 14. I would have said 10. You'd have gotten it. Yeah, you got it. I just wanted to go for it. Yeah. All right. Listen, I prove. No I problem. love going for it. I had 806 chances. You had 2,019 chances. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> um, and we just we just well, go for Well, technically, things. I had a little closer you had than four, you said it was. You had 14 yeah. chances, but still. All right. So uh, before we talk about the movies, I cannot believe I usually – we we do like previews of it whenever it comes up like months in advance. Whenever the game list drops, we usually do a quick thing of that. And then whenever the schedule drops, we usually do a thing of that. But SGDQ 2019 is on now as we're recording Thursday, June 27th. And I cannot believe on last week's episode – I think I was so hyped to have you back that I forgot we just, we just skipped it. to do the, like, <laughs> yeah. the official preview yeah. of what I was looking forward to watching and stuff. Um, but So I just wanted to shove it in the beginning of this show before we do the movie section of SGDQ 2019. And I think I have the easiest question for you. Sam, so far, what have you watched? Well, Grand Pooh World 2, which who was that was my opening, was the guy on Twitch, Mitch Flower Power, is probably the, one of the best freaking people I've ever seen play Mario, ever. Yeah, he currently holds... Basically, every world record for Super Mario Brothers 3, he is doing a Mario ROM hack, Super, uh, I'm sorry, Grand Pooh World 2, which is a ROM hack of Super Mario World, one of the best ROM hacks, too. I, I love watching it's, this ROM it's hack. It's madness. Um, he's on, he's about three-fourths, maybe five-sixths through the game right now. He's only got a couple if levels If I was left. playing this, I would literally still be on the first level. Um, I think most of us would. Yes, that's correct. This this takes the average player over a hundred hours to beat. Maybe even maybe even two hundred hours for the average player. So, uh, and that's a lot of different ROM hacks. And ROM hacks and Kaizo is basically just extremely difficult versions of games. Mario is probably the most popular Kaizo community. Um, I believe it was the first Kaizo game was a Mario World game. Um, you know, I think Legend of Zelda has some Kaizo stuff. Mega Man has some Kaizo stuff. Metroid has some Kaizo stuff. But Mario is the most popular. Grand Pooh World. It was a phenomenal ROM hack. Mitch Flower Power's killing it. Barb on the couch. Uh, I think Killer... Is his name Killer Tofu? Something Tofu is on the couch and Grand Pooh Bear's on the couch. Noble Tofu, that's it. And Grand Pooh Bear's on the couch just rocking this. That's the end of the game right there. So there's only a couple levels left. The, the final boss is nuts. Bowser, 
is nuts. Well, I'll, I'll be peeking over. I've been peeking over we, just it, because the shit he's been uh, doing. I, I, if I didn't see it, I wouldn't believe it. We have been distracted uh, because we're trying to, to record our show during GDQ. And because of work and because of being a papa bear and having a, like this other work event this week, I have literally not – I've only gotten to watch maybe 10 runs all week. And, wow. And that's very – I usually take the week off. ever. I yeah, usually take the yeah, week off. Your, usually your vacation. So, uh, and I figure I just had a four-month time out of office, so to take another week. Yeah, that, that's you're pushing it. It's pushing yeah. it, right, and especially in a, in a brand-new role. So yeah. I didn't want to do that. Uh, but, man, we got a great block tonight, as you, you guys won't be able to see because we're going to be dropping this afterwards. But we got right after this, Banjo-Kazooie. A race, a 100% race. Then we have Mario Kart Double Dash, and then we have Super Mario Galaxy 2. Tomorrow night, 10.30, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. It's going to be an insane speed run, any percent, no DLC, in like 35 minutes. Wow. Uh, it's unreal wow. what they can do to that game I mean, how and how creative it can be. But SGDQ has been phenomenal so far. Kizaron did an awesome Pokemon Crystal Run. Um, they did a glitched Crystal Run where you beat it in under 20 minutes. Um, just unbelievable resident evil 2 the remake was beaten uh just destroyed um booger man was fun to watch castlevania race three-way race was fun to watch contra co-op i believe um tony hawk's uh, american wasteland or underground 2 i think it was underground 2 awesome. as shrek uh, wow playing just shrek. random as shrek. It's, it's crazy because yeah. his manual goes fast it's like a it's like a revved up engine manual that's why they oh, use them cause, so cause shrek would have so, that yeah, yeah yeah because he can go fast yeah, yeah. so a big fat ogre exactly go figure that's, the that's fastest exactly what I was character in a game yeah. which makes a lot of sense yeah uh but it's it's an awesome awesome thing is if you don't know it's summer games done quick we talk about it all the time like i said whenever the games list comes out or whenever the schedule comes out we always talk about it any games done quick whether that be agdq in january sgdq in june july yeah. or now gdqx which are coming october for twitchcon that'll be a, i think a weekend marathon that that games done quick puts on and there's a million speedruns uh, marathons in the world they happen every weekend but games done quick's the big one because it it, it basically it raises two million dollars plus for charity all going yeah. to either Doctors Without Borders in the summer or the Prevent Cancer Foundation in the in the winter time. And they've already donated nine hundred and seventy seven thousand eight hundred and one dollars. And it's Thursday night, so like that's awesome. It, and by the way, it's Thursday, so and during Friday and Saturday, which are the last two days, in two days they're going to raise over another million dollars. Oh, which easy! Is insane how you can raise a million dollars playing video games. In just two days. So so it's not a disease as we've been reading. <laughs> it's, F it's, that bullshit. It's seven days, no commercials, no breaks, 24-7 speed runs, all live. I got to go two years ago with my friend Alan Santos, former patron, really good friend. Um, and it was just the most magical week of my life. Yeah. And, and you you played Initial D while you were down there, so you were in heaven. I did, and I won a tournament, as a matter of fact. And uh, that was the first time I played Initial D in years. Uh, it was really cool. We only went from Wednesday to Saturday, and um, and I went the day after the Pokemon Emerald run, which which bummed me out, and the Mario Brothers run. But that was the event that that sparked me to start streaming. Yeah, and, and, and got behold, you on and got you on the record books. And lo and behold, got me on the record books a couple different times in Mario, Ducktales, Mighty Gumball. Hopefully, Bird. we'll see you eventually back on there. I was no, top ten in Mario Kart uh, eight for a while on Switch. Mario Kart eight Deluxe. It was top ten. In the world there. So polish off the dust and get I, back, baby. I miss. I still speed run all the time in my casual plays. I was I would have finished number twenty five in the world, beating all four Mario games back to back to back to back to back. Um, but I didn't stream it, so it don't count. 
<laughs> 43 minutes and 47 seconds. But you know seconds. it, and that's what matters. Yeah, Mario 1, 2, 3, and the Lost Levels all in one shot. 43 minutes and I think 47 seconds. I don't know, but I guess because it doesn't count, it's not official. But uh, I just I just love speedrunning yeah. so much. So anytime there's a GDQ and I gush about it, and then I always just be- like bug Sam to IL, yo, watch it, watch it. There was a Devil May Cry run the other night where he beat the first game in under the an hour. The other night. <laughs> yeah, I forget which one. I forget which game. Yeah. Oh, I didn't tell you. You're right. It was, so it was 11 that? o'clock at night on a weeknight. You weren't watching it. Jeez, I was on my second dream. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it'll be on YouTube uh, within the next couple of days, so I'll just send awesome. you. I'll just send you awesome. the vod. But beats it in under an hour. Is like, it the first one? Yeah. God, I want to see how he beats the yeah. him and how he does Mundus. Oh, that'll be good. Yeah. No, Mundus, Mundus is the final boss, right? Yeah, he's tough. Yeah, I want to see if they break the shit out of it. But uh, I, haven't, I haven't watched the run yet, so I don't know what happens. Okay. So I'm looking forward to that, too. Uh, but anyway, uh, getting on the show, uh, we have our movie section where we have a couple reviews. Um, then we're going to do our top three from the movie section. It's going to be Spider-Man related. We're super psyched for that. Have some Endgame news. Some A lot of people cast the new projects. TV is going to be light. Only a couple uh, updates in the TV space. But then for gaming, we have a review for Super Mario Maker 2 and Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. Um, some big news from Sony and a patent they just put out. Another Pokemon game is getting released this summer. And then, I, like I said, in the other, we got some cool wrestling stuff. There's a pay-per-view this Saturday for AEW that we want to talk about real quick. And then some huge news in the WWE space uh, concerning some new positions opening up uh, there. And then, like we said, Sam's got a CGC spotlight. So we'll dive in with the review for Annabelle Comes Home. I think the third Annabelle movie in the franchise. Third or fourth. I want to say. Um, but it's from, I think, 2015 started annabelle um uh, october 15 i think is because we took ashley's niece and she was nine so i want to say 2015 uh but anyway the conjuring franchise has long suffered from inability to outperform its very first film in 2013's the conjuring okay yeah, in, a, off, yeah. in a genre franchise i'm sorry in a genre that even a fan like myself can admit is often hit or miss the conjuring was critically acclaimed and truly kept uh any truly creepy haunted house movie that kind of thing be, can be hard to replicate which is why it's so refreshing that Ooh. annabelle comes home does something different instead of trying to out creep the conjuring it pivots into a lighter simpler funnier film with a tighter plot and a few fresh monsters some of which fans of mythology and urban legend might recognize if annabelle comes home should be the last annabelle centric film in the series it feels like a perfect final chapter oh wow a five seven five Oh. So even a great horror movie is just good. Damn. I was like, they, they kind of sung the praise at the end there. They sure ah. did. Uh, this one's lengthy, and I'm not on my reading game tonight, as you can clearly tell. Oh, it's late. We uh, worked all day. Come it's on. A, it's a rough one. But we got the uh, IGN review for Spider-Man Far From Home, which oh, we were waiting for. Jesus. We were waiting for all day. Sam, you already know the score of this one. I do. So we're not going to do that game. But Spider-Man Far From Home is a grandly entertaining culmination of the MCU's wall crawler's journey so far. Thanks to its sweet humor, clever commentary, and deft action set pieces, Far From Home continues the journey of Peter Parker from Kid Hero to... to such and such as successor. I don't want to spoil it. No, 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 good, good. Don't want to spoil it. The movie sets the table for some exciting new adventures ahead for Spider-Man and his place in the MCU, putting him against an antagonist who preys on Peter Parker's fears and insecurities in ways no other villain quite has yet. Far From Home ends Marvel's Phase 3 with a hell of a bang, thrusting its young wall crawler into a treacherous but hugely exciting new era. That, dude, that's awesome. That's so, that's so, so good to hear. 8.8. Yeah, so I, I knew, so I don't want to yeah. say anything. So, 
this is where our top three is born. Uh, as we talk about the future for Spider-Man and what that could look like and potentially how many films he gets in the MCU and how do we see Peter Parker grow up through college and even maybe after, there will be other villains from the Spider-Man universe in these films. So what Sam and I did is we put together our top three villains we'd like to see in future Spider-Man films. I mean, my number three, I mean, it should be, he can go anywhere on this list, but I went with Doc Ock. I think he could fit perfectly in the MCU. Kind of, he can kind of go on the the Tony Stark line, where Tony fired him, or you know, years ago did something, and then he's kind of trying to ruin him, and you know, that's where him and Spider Man meet. So, I, I think is there I any cool. comic that Tony Stark fires him? I, I think it was more uh, it was uh, Harry Osborn, okay. so I think it was okay. more to that. But I think they could just kind of use that story instead, like yeah. kind of like what exactly what did Spider Man get? Like was Harry Osborn instead of that? Kind of flipped the switch. Yeah, so I think that'd be cool. Uh, my number three is Rhino. Um, I just don't like Rhino. I do, but not the friggin' Amazing Spider-Man 2, Paul Giamatti version of Rhino. That was horribly executed. They got the Russian part right, but he was was in it for like, what, a minute total? You, front, you see him as a human in the first, I think, five minutes, and, and then you then see him the in, the, in the suit in the last, At what, the very 30 end. seconds? Yeah, and then he throws a manhole, and there's the film. Yeah. And then they set up the Sinister Six movie that never happened. Yeah. So I'd like to see Rhino fleshed out, not Paul Giamatti, because I think the MCU is starting to take care of its villains a lot more than it used to. Yeah. It's starting to give them a little bit more love and affection since a little bit before maybe Black Panther, maybe, maybe Ragnarok. Yeah. Um, just kind of started that with Hela. Um, but before that, the MCU villains were kind of a joke. So... Uh, I really like to see how they kind of move forward with an MCU Rhino. Yeah, I can't go wrong. My number two, I went with Carnage. I think this is kind of a way because I know they're they're. It's going to be tough to try to bring in Carnage or Venom into this kind of you know this this Marvel Spider Man and they're you know Sony's kind of rated R. Yeah, but it's, it's a way to combo the piece where you could have Venom and Spider Man working together. To, to fucking try to take down Carnage because he's he's nuts. He's yeah. a madman. So yeah. I, I think that could be really fun. I kept Carnage and Venom off my list. I just regret- that's the only re- one I had. Regrettably, but I knew why. It's because they're trying to do their own film yeah. universe, and I and I like the art. But they're going to have to meet at some point. But I was just trying to think of a way to get them all to just having like, Venom and Spider Man team up. I think that could be kind of cool. It could be different. Yeah, my number two is Crazy Max Markham. Max Markham. Mm-hmm. Scorpion. Grizzly. Grizzly. Grizzly, the pro wrestler who's been exiled from pro wrestling because of J. Jonah Jameson. Wow. Who wears like a big Grizzly suit. I don't even know who it is. Yeah. I don't know Grizzly. Yeah. He is like the one Spider-Man villain that I know will never make it. But I know that you're the macho man. That's like the, that's like his D villain. Not even D. Not C. even D. <laughs> Not even, dude. He's lower on the food chain than that. But if the macho man in the first, uh, was he Bonesaw or something yeah. like that in the first Spider-Man? If they've already established that professional wrestling is in the is in the Spider-Man universe. Well, t- well that was Toby's, <laughs> but yeah. No, just the Spider-Man, the Spider-Man <laughs> universe. But the MCU, uh, that'd be fun to see what they could do with an ex-wrestler turned bad guy. Because of J. Jonah Jameson, who I can't wait to see who they cast in the MCU is J. Jonah Jameson because what's-his-face does a damn near perfect job. Uh, J.K. Simmons. Simmons does a damn Did near perfect job. Did you see the edit? I think it was Boss Logic. Did a Keanu Reeves as J.K. Simmons? It looked phenomenal. That's what I wanted to tell you real quick about SGDQ. And, uh... You know, like this big, huge Keanu Reeves yeah, phase yeah. that's happening right now. Well, I've I've always been a fab dude before the Matrix. Uh, but does nothing do with you. <laughs> okay. Just saying, to the but public. everybody, the world, yeah, the world is is falling in love again. The with world him. is your oyster, and so uh, a lot of the games, almost every game, has what you call a donation incentive. Yeah. So while you're playing it or before you're playing it, if you donate a certain amount of money, it will it will do something that the runner yeah. will have to do during the game. And for Pokemon, they always say donate towards your rival's name. 
and the rival was Keanu. Oh, wow. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. That's good. And I think another game, maybe Kingdom Hearts or Final Fantasy or something like that, had Keanu as well, but I don't think it won for its main character's name. But that's twice in one marathon that Keanu Reeves was mentioned, was mentioned as that's a cool. potential playable character. Um, but anyways, yeah, that that uh, that is my number two, is Crazy Max Markham, a.k.a. Grizzly. Nice. My number one, no surprise. Like I want to see Craven the Hunter. I don't think he's... But I feel like he's getting his own film. He was, but I still want to see them too. I would love I to see them off. do like, that book. Yeah, like Lobo and whatever. But I kept them I, have them maybe meet, like meet them early in the film because I think they were projected to have some some more Spider Man films to have him kind of one in the middle and then one in the end to have his last hunt. Mm-hmm. I think that would be badass. Yeah, uh, my number one is no surprise. Mine is the MCU's interpretation of Doc Ock. Uh, I, I, I just think I, I think I think we can both kind of agree that Doc Ock is probably the best Spider-Man villain yeah. ever. If not, I, mean, I, that's if why not I right said he there. could have been anywhere on my list. And he's just so good. And the video game did him very well. Yeah, I loved um, it. And I just would like to see a little bit more Dude. of that because we have Spider-Man Two is the best Spider-Man film from the original. I, I, I was literally about to say, like, just to make sure I have that on record, like, I'm pretty sure Spider-Man Two with Doc Ock, Tobey Maguire is still my favorite Spider-Man. It is my favorite Spider-Man. Yeah. Maybe may Far From Home because Michael Keaton just kills it. Um, but of, definitely of the first five. Including the two amazings and yeah, the three Tobies, it's easily the best. So I'd love to see what the MCU does and Kevin Feige when he gets his mind around Doc Ock. Kind of what could happen there. But there's our top yeah. three Spider-Man villains we'd like to see in future Spider-Man projects. Let's switch it over to a, a movie Spider-Man was in pretty heavily. Endgame will be releasing digitally on July 30th, so a little bit over a month from now, and Blu-ray on August 13th. That's a day one buy immediately. Which is when I will rewatch the film with the extra scenes, yes. the seven extra minutes that people are going to pay for to put it past. I mean, hey, I saw it twice already, so it's like I paid my dues already. It's like I gave you one, and then I gave you one more to support to beat Avatar. Like I gave it to you. Yeah. So they they can do it. I mean, Christ, they're going to do it way faster than Avatar did it, and it's yeah. been in theaters for freaking like six more months. Uh, we have an official name for Fat Thor. And they now call him Bro Thor. He's still he Fat will Thor. always be Fat Thor. I don't care what they say. He's Fat Thor. He'll never not be Fat yeah, Thor to me. 100%. So Fat Thor as what there was a uh, a kid on Instagram who kept DMing whether it was Kevin Feige or uh, no, it was James Gunn. He said, "Are you going? Please don't name Guardians Three as Guardians of the Galaxy." And he kept sending that DM every day until Feige answered him. Wow. And fight or not Feige, keep saying Feige. Uh Gunn. And still James, James Gunn, Gunn answers him. James Gunn, instead of answering him, took a screenshot of all the messages and then in his Instagram story put, Don't worry. So apparently, As Guardians of the Galaxy will not be the name of the third one. What do you think? Would you have liked it if it was As Guardians of the Galaxy instead of Guardians Three? As long as Thor is in it. I don't care if he calls it a pile of shit. I would. I. It's all I want. I would one thousand percent. That agree. tease at the end, it brought you back. You were just, you know, down after the ending. I, you know, I don't want to spoil it right now, but at the end of, if you watch the end game, listen to our spoiler cast. Yeah. So when you see that, then after you have this light gray touch, just Pratt's and Hemsworth chemistry. It's perfect. Yeah, I thought with the whole Guardians, yeah, it works. I don't care if they call it Rocket Raccoon's realistic rock and adventure. The only I'm one, in. if they called it Squirrel Girl, Squirrel Girl, I may not go because I hate that fucking character. <laughs> um, I don't know why I just threw a Far From Home story right here when I just when we just talk so much about Far From Home, but there's a little bit of a Far From Home PR mishap that has Samuel yeah. L's balls in a twist, which was pretty funny. Obviously, they they're they're doing all the press right now, going all over the world, and there's a picture with 
One had Samuel L. with the patch on his left, then he had the other one on his right side, and then Samuel tweeted, like, what the fuck's going on with this shit? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man, you just gotta be smarter about that. You gotta be smarter about that. Gotta pay attention when to you, the details. When you hit the flip image in, in Photoshop, you gotta make sure that you're on the details. And usually, usually, Marvel, DC, like, that, those were good kind of with that. But now, yeah. in the span of two months, you have a coffee cup, a water bottle, and an eye patch. I think we can get a sitcom <laughs> yeah. about about those. It was three. it was pretty cool that he just called it out. That was yeah. funny. It was cool, and I guarantee that those that that one that's incorrect is down. Oh, a hundred percent ripped down that day. Taika Waititi, who directed Thor Ragnarok, will develop a Flash Gordon animated film. See, that's what a guy was like, animated, huh? And I was about to wait, wait, Waititi. I think he could do it. I think he's kind of out there enough to come up with something of. A Flash Gordon, like I, I, I'm not gonna lie to you and say I watched the whole series, but I have caught a few episodes. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was hilarious in Ted. <laughs> we, I, it'd be funny if they used the original voice actor. Um, I would love it. Yeah, he's so fucking high in Ted. It's crazy. Uh, in Ted Two, I think it was the one where he was more prominent. Um, we were waiting for the next YTT project. Yeah, like we were waiting for more. We thought we're him. hoping it was gonna be another Thor, or he was Guardians gonna go take 3. over Guardians, like you said. Yeah, so we'll we'll see. What a developed, I'm sorry, an animated film will look like. Yeah, I'll keep an eye on. I'm not, you know, jumping for the heavens for it. Is this like a theatrical thing? Is this a Disney Plus thing? Is it a Netflix thing? Who knows? I think think Marvel and Netflix are done. Like, I think because they said Captain Marvel will be the last film that comes out. I think that probably includes animated. I think. I'm just putting it out there. I I don't know, but that's what I would guess. It's probably a Disney Plus thing, as most things with Marvel, Star Wars, or Disney will be in the future. Noah Hawley, known for creating and writing Fargo and Legion, which has a very big audience, matter of fact. I think season three is about to or just came out. Third or fourth. I think it's it's, the final. I think it's it's three. It's the final Um, season. Has been confirmed to be in conversations. So his conversations have been confirmed uh, to uh, to talk to Kevin Feige about a Doctor Doom movie. So nothing yet, but they are confirmed to eventually have a conversation. They had a talk. I mean, I never seen Fargo. I heard great things. I loved the first season of Legion. Absolutely loved it. The second, I I didn't just didn't. I think it fell a little short. And the third, I didn't start yet. I think I think they only aired one or two episodes so far, so it's got a little catching up to do. Well, what about a Doctor Doom movie? Well, Is that something you could get behind? A hundred percent, as long as he doesn't look like that piece of shit that we saw in the 2015 reboot. Of, as uh, long Fantastic as he doesn't Four. look like that, I'm in. I would imagine that Fox has nothing to do with this project because now they're going to be in the MCU. So yeah, I think he'll be. I mean, it just begs the question: like, well, we we already heard like kind of murmurs that Marvel and Kevin Foggy's you know said in the past that he can't wait and would love to get his hands on Fantastic Four. So he now does. So we're going to see a Doctor Doom just when I ha- I haven't seen the movies in forever. Isn't Doctor Doom in the original Fantastic yeah, Four? Yeah. Okay, I thought so. And it's more of the traditional Doctor Doom. Green cape. It, and oh, he looked a, yeah, fantastic. Yeah, looked really good, yeah. right? Okay. I thought I remembered that. I just... I Yo, couldn't. I'm one of the few that liked the first Fantastic Four. I liked it. And I... I didn't care for the second the one The second much. one, the, I the always liked... The Silver Surfer. Yeah, I just thought it was okay. Like, the voice of Lawrence Fishburne threw me off. But <laughs> that's that's just that's a, that's a nitpicking. <laughs> yeah, but that's what we do. Remember? Yeah, yeah. Remember, we're... At least I do. I And yeah. I fully admit yeah. to it. I love nitpicking. I try not to. Well, I do. <laughs> you have to sometimes. Selma Hayek has reportedly been cast in the Eternals film. We don't know what role yet. I have no idea what role. I, I love this woman. I think she's a fantastic woman. <laughs> Dude, and and because be, of her acting skill. Of course. Right. This could be, like, this is going to be a star-studded cast, like, out of, like, all Marvel movies besides, like, Avengers. Yeah. Like, that's the Eternals is, is, you know what it's, 
it's kind of uh might even be higher than the Avengers it's, like it's kind of building up to be like the new Guardians like yeah. before the Eternals nobody knows what the fucking Eternals are unless you're a fan of the comics which, and, or which they were fan. trying to do with Inhumans on TV, but well, that just failed big, miserably. Big Bulldogs you know, and Ramsey Bolton. It, it's it's a shame because that guy who played Black Bolt was just on Michael Rosenbaum's podcast. I forget his name, and the, it was a great podcast. And I was like, damn, I'm kind of like I'm sad. Like I hated the show as much. He was so cool, but that's beside the point. I think the Eternals has an like with social media with with the cult status of I mean her Angelina Jolie alone like there's all this star power you need I think yeah, and I think the Eternals and and if they play like fun love and they're after Keanu so it's like what the fuck yeah and Andy Serkis famous for freaking everything but a lot of uh, a lot of great work in the Planet of the Apes trilogy has been rumored to to be in a role for the Batman film I can only see him playing two roles give it to me Penguin yeah, Ventriloquist I didn't think of Ventriloquist but I thought of Penguin if he played the dummy doll I would love life that would be awesome. Or if he, even if he played the guy controlling the guy, but knowing him, he'd be the doll too. So I'm in. Andy Circus is a talented actor. Dude, he is. He's fucking everything. There's a rumor going around that the Wachowskis are coming back to direct The Matrix 4. Yeah, and it looks like it's not with Keanu. I'd imagine not. John Wick and uh, I'd imagine. He's got that. a lot going on. He does I mean, have a lot Does he on. even have the time? Yeah, he's going to be doing probably a it, full press tour for Cyberpunk in April. And it's rumored that they're looking at Michael B. Jordan. So, I have to imagine that they'll go that direction, or a female. I have yeah. to imagine they'll go that direction. I'm, to be honest, Michael like, Jordan's awesome. You know, he and he's been having obviously pre two success, and you know he's kind Black of, Panther. but he's kind of like remember when Michael B. Jordan was in everything for like he's, a year yeah. since Creed two. You really haven't yeah. heard a lot about. Yeah, him. I think he kind of took maybe just. Oh, he got a, pile, a shit ton of training for that movie, but like I don't know, like after the shit pile of he took in Human Torch, yeah. Then like I give him a lot of credit that he rebounded and and came back, you know, swinging. He's excellent in Friday Night Lights, the TV show. But yeah, yeah, you always sing his praises, and he is excellent in yeah. that show. When I and I did not know he was in that show. So when Ashley and I are watching season four, and all of a sudden a, Michael B, a young Michael B. Jordan pops on the screen, it was a nice surprise. We were like, the fuck. What's Human Torch doing here? <laughs> yeah, like Wakanda for what? Yeah. <laughs> Touchdown the Wakanda Panthers. No, I, uh, anyways, I didn't watch this. I know you did because you sent it to me. I didn't watch this shit because I don't care. Kristen St- Yeah, Kristen Stewart. Kristen, not Kirsten. Kristen Stewart's Charlie's Angels Well, And the film. reason it was the Pink Ranger stars gotcha. in it. She's awesome. Naomi Campbell? Ta- Kyle? Naomi Kyle? Naomi Tucker? Naomi something? Naomi Kyle. I don't think that's it. Naomi Scott? Naomi that's Scott. it. That's it. That's Naomi it. Scott. Yeah. The Pink Ranger. She is. And, and Jasmine, by the way. Yeah. She's also Jasmine. Jasmine yeah. And She's in this. Oh, but I thought the trailer looked decent. It, it kind of. It Who's looked, Bosley? Is that. um? Oh, it's Patrick Stewart. Is it? it I think it was him. It and is. It was, and then Elizabeth. And there's a young. And then Elizabeth female. Banks does yeah. something. I think yeah. she might have directed it. But I don't know. I thought she it does. looked kind of fun. I have no problem uh, with I mean, Charlie's I'm, Angels. I mean, I'm not saying I'm going to go run out to the theater and see it, but if I see it on cable, like, yeah, I what want to it? see it. Christina this. Chu? What's her name? Uh, damn it. It's Drew Barrymore. It's Cameron Lucy Diaz Lou. and Lucy Liu. Yeah. I said Christina Chu. Yeah, I was like, what the <laughs> they, they rhyme. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I got but there. Yeah, that's all. It looks like Paul Rudd is joining the Ghostbusters franchise. Did you see the Instagram post? Uh, the, I saw it on Twitter, yeah. yeah. He made, like, that little video. Who answers? Who yeah, answers that, that, I thought that was cool. And Paul Rudd, I think, will fit in perfectly. So, do the reboot of the reboot. I think he'll be a teacher. Yeah, he is. In this yeah. one. But Paul Rudd, uh, I don't want him on screen for more than, like, 
20 minutes. Just give us that great Paul Rudd when you're on the screen. He demands your attention. He'll give us, and he he'll makes give, you laugh. He'll give us that, that, that's all we want. Yes. Yeah. Because I want this movie to focus on the Ghostbusters, especially the older guys. Yeah. That's what I really want this movie to be that's about. What so. it started with. Henry Cavill has been cast as Sherlock Holmes in a new flick of the same name. Like, I, I just don't understand. Like, he went from Superman. No, no, no. Not even his cat. Like, to a Bond they, villain. Why have another movie of Sherlock Holmes? We just had, like,. So what's been rebooted more, Sherlock Holmes or Spider Man? No, but, and I'm, but I'm pretty sure Downey and Jude Law are doing uh, Sherlock Holmes three. We just had Will Farrell do one. There was well, that, Sherlock Holmes, that, that animated film. How many fucking times are we going to see Sherlock Holmes? This has to be like from a different perspective, right? It, like, it, it, it's fine. It's fine. a lady and her mom, but I guess he's just somehow attached to it. But still, this like. What the hell? Listen, just give me a season two of Witcher. Yeah, well, or Sherlock. Give us Sherlock back to show because apparently that was really good. I think they're. Do- I thought they were doing. I one thought more. it was done. I know nothing. I, about I think the show. Benedict they said they were one that, more. That is a BBC classic. Yeah. but listen, England loves their England loves their homes, so let it go. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, they have Doctor Who and Sherlock Holmes, and they love it. And well, they were the birthplace of Shameless. So if we're gonna be fair. They're uh, they're a great great country. Uh, Ray will not be in the next trilogy for Star Wars. I mean, I guess that that could be a good or bad thing to say. Like, oh well, either you're thinking she dies in this, or just like they're done. Forget her films, no more spinoffs, nothing. Because we we have what nine more films on the docket of Star Wars. Well, I think I think just it's one of those things where if let her age a little bit, let some years if, you know pass. If the Star Wars saga, if the Skywalker saga is going to come to an end, let it come to an end. And they with, had nine movies with the prequels. There was no Mark Hamill. There was yeah. no um, uh, Harrison Ford. Yeah. There was no Laurie Fisher. Laurie Carrie Fisher, Fisher. Carrie Fisher. So sorry, Sean. Um, and everyone, <laughs> and and you let that marinate for thirty years until they came back in yeah. seven, eight, and nine. That's the that's what's going to happen, right? Yeah. Ray's now she's been around for three films. By the end of nine, there are different three films because, like, if I never see Finn again, I'm fine with that. Yeah, same. If I never see po. Rose again, I'm fine with that. Poe, I think, is going to kill himself in the ninth one, so we'll never see him anyway. But like, there's I, I just, not, they just let me down with the last film. There aren't those memorable. For type timeless heroes because Star Wars, no offense to Star Wars, lost its magic a little bit. In 1977, it was a revolutionary film, not only for the genre, because it put the genre on the map, but for filmmaking yeah. and practical effects. Yeah. Now, it's a, it's it's commonplace Remy to have Jaws. these types of films, right? And so, like, 1977, Jaws, classic, absolute classic movie. Ashley's ever seen it. I'm pissed. Which the best movie's ever is made. almost impossible. I, it's all AMC, me, like with every her, other nothing's, Saturday. Nothing's, nothing's impossible uh, when it comes to <laughs> movies. Um, but, uh, you know, that's why I think that these characters haven't hit with this audience. And yeah. the thing about Star Wars is the audience now is the same audience of 1977. And I don't mean kids. I mean the exact same people yeah. from 1977 yeah. are the fans now in 2019 that are still alive. God bless them. To, to watch these films and it's just and the prequels were just the prequels was the third yeah. one okay yeah sure but they weren't exactly well received yeah so. I mean I am looking forward to nine though like I'm really looking forward to it like I'm not gonna let eight take the wind out of my sails um, one, but actually dude it was crazy on the Ion Ryan show he was talking about Sean's podcast and he brought up yeah. episode eight and 
I felt this way the whole time, but I never said it. And Ryan, and I'm, gonna, I'm not going to take any credit. I'm giving full credit to Ryan Simmons for coming up with this idea and this point. But I agree with him a thousand percent and now realize I feel the exact same way. He said, I like eight. And I told you that. I thought eight was Matt. It was okay. It was watchable. I liked it. I didn't hate it. Um, as time passed, he said, I just never want to watch it again. Yeah. And, and that's exactly where I'm at. I put it on on Star Wars Day on May 4th. And I turned it off within 15 minutes because I said this is not rewatchable to me. Yeah, seven I, was rewatchable. Well, I think eight. there would be probably a few points that I would just want to see, and then fast forward to 75. Dude, as of soon it. as I saw in the first 15 minutes, Finn's walking out with that squishy suit on with the water. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, you and don't, I just yeah, was like, I'm yeah, done. Yeah, yeah, I'm you, done you didn't with need that. that. And Snoke, and you can't hear shit that Kylo Ren says. <laughs> I, I still don't like how easy they killed him. Like I still don't like it. I don't go. Uh, Snoke, not Kylo Ren. Yeah, yeah Snoke. I just yeah. don't. I don't. I don't yeah. go far. Spoilers for episode eight. Um, that, I am looking. <laughs> I am looking forward to nine because it's a exactly. main line. And it's JJ. Let him rewrite film. some shit. Maybe we'll act like he never got decapitated. And I'm and I'm back in, baby. And I also am excited for nine because it's the last film till I think 2022. So we're going to get three I, I need. Off. I think I need a nice break. Yeah, we all need yeah. a nice break. Except for Sean, who decided to start a podcast now. <laughs> so that's a God positive. bless you, brother. That's a positive. You have to go. Think about it this way, Sean. If you go as long as Sam and I have already gone, it will get you to, to, the, next, to the next Star Wars movie. Of DB and Weiss. All right. Let's go to the box office. In the top ten, number ten falling all the way from number five at $3.5 million is Dark Phoenix. Number nine, new to the list, is Anna at $3.6 million. Number eight, falling from number seven at $3.8 million is Godzilla, King of the Monsters. At number seven, up from number eight at $4 million is John Wick 3. Number six, falling from number four at five point six is Rocket Man. Number five, falling from number two is The Secret Life of Pets 2 at 10.2. I'm glad the reviews are catching up to it. Number four, falling all the way from number one at $10.7 million is Men in Black International. Staying at number three, so beating out Men in Black and Secret Life of Pets 2's second weeks is Aladdin at $13.2 million. Number two, new to the list at only $14 million opening is Child's Play. What a thought I it would have done had, better. Yeah, I think they had like a $60 million budget. So that's... Don't put out a horror movie in June. Yeah, yeah, I guess you're right there. You're surrounding it with Aladdin and Toy Story. What the yeah, fuck do you think people are going to go to see? Yeah. Number one at $121 million is Toy Story 4. I still haven't seen it. I, I stayed away from spoilers. I've stayed it, away from spoilers as well. I heard it was good. Even even Spider-Man. Even like the one thing I heard of Spider-Man, it was, like, it was fantastic. And, and it just sets up the next film. Get ready. It was like, oh shit, what's going to happen? <laughs> so I'm like... Uh, in the TV section, like we said, short TV section, only two pieces to it. Falcon and the Winter Soldier's film... Or not film. Wow, I'm used to saying that. TV series on Disney Play will begin filming it in October. That's good to hear. I'm hyped. I mean, what more is to say that it's going to be the first, oh, the second. Technically, it'll be the, it'll be uh, Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. But hey, for the second film, there was the most TV show on on Disney I wanted to see. Uh, yes. I was going to say top three villains who we think 
do we want or do we want to see? In we this? did a top three of top three shows we were looking most forward to on Disney Plus. Yeah, we, I, I think both. This was both of ours. I think What If was my number two or one. Yeah. I can't remember. I thought I thought we agreed on this. Uh, one. But I, I know that this is something I'm, I'm super hyped for. So I'm really looking forward to that. Final Fantasy 14, not the game. Well, the game, but not yeah, in the gaming yeah. section, is getting a TV show from the same team that was actually behind The Witcher show on Netflix. They're teaming with Sony Television. So you know if Sony's making it, it's going to be good. They just don't want us to leave the house. So here, here's a million hours of just shows, but games, it's, but don't it's leave. Final Fantasy. It's going to be more confusing than the game. Yeah, I want, like I, I stopped after seven was the last one I, I actually beat. So six, if fourteen, like, do I, do I know anybody? Six was the only <laughs> one I ever beat. Seven, I got to the end of disc one. It, 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 like, it took I'm me. I, I'm pretty sure it took me and Carmen like two years. <laughs> yeah, back in 97 or I think whatever yeah. came out 96 97 yeah. and that came out. Let's move over to gaming. Just a couple of stories in gaming today. Uh we have the review for Super Mario Maker 2. Sam, I'm sorry. I don't know why. No, you, you jumped it. Hey, it's fine. We usually we, it makes sense. Hey, we're jumping right into a review and it's Super Mario Maker 2. Dude, you have, That's fine. You've, been, you've been gone. No, I that, missed dude, you. No. You know what's funny is I just listened to the last episode here. Like, I'm solo here. We'll jump in Sam's, Sam's thing here. And then he talked for another, like, five minutes. Like, All right, boom, here it is. What is it? Which one? It was the one where I dropped in the Godzilla and... Uh, yeah, when I dropped in the Godzilla, I was... Oh, I was, I was teasing. I oh, wasn't oh, saying, oh, oh. Here, here's his... Now, you, you did was, something. You're like, hey, I'm, I'm back again. I don't know. I just left. It was, it it was, was after was Chris episode. left. Yeah. It was already 1030. Yeah, yeah, you're, like, right, you're like, I felt bad. I, had, I, felt I got terrible. Chris out of here. <laughs> I felt terrible. That was that our was a good episode. Thanks, Chris, pre- by the way. You predictions admit. episode. Super Mario Maker 2 is the most accessible game design tool ever created. And that wow. core is just one part of a greater whole. I spent hours building levels, testing them, and starting over again. And I feel like I've only barely scratched the surface of what's possible. The story mode has a basic story, sure. But it's still a great excuse to introduce hundreds of novel, professionally made levels to play. Its design tutorials are much more in-depth than they ever need to be. And you can take them or leave them as you see fit super mario maker 2 affords so much freedom in how you play how you make and even how you learn it's astonishing how incredibly well it's all held together in one cohesive package i know it's a 9.5 it i saw an, it okay, i saw you it. did i saw it he was like oh shit so confident you shouldn't have told me that you should have nah, been like uh nah, dude, hey, hey i try to say i'm honest on here dude it comes out that's awesome tomorrow for us probably today for the folks that are listening to this and I can't wait to get home from work and watch it in between GDQ runs and play it. I mean, in I was gonna say, wait, what? You're not in, gonna play it in between GDQ <laughs> runs, uh, dude. It's Breath of the Wild tomorrow night. Yeah. Like, how long am I? So I, I won't. I won't be hearing from Greg for a while, dude. It's gonna be make, it's Maker Two. I've been waiting for this yeah. since 2015. I'll, I'll, just, I'll just see you next show. Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. We have the review. There's no shortage of good Metroidvanias these days, but Bloodstained does does show that Koji Igarashi's particular brand of Igivania still has teeth. Exploring the castle's many secrets is a delight, and there is a dizzying array of weapons and powers waiting to be bent to your will. Castlevania Symphony of the Night, one of the greatest games ever made, finally has a worthy successor on consoles and PC. Wow, A5. 8, eight. And this was a Kickstarter Masters. game by the guy who created Castlevania, who left konami and now he did his own thing as a spiritual successor and it turned out to be really, really and it's freaking awesome yeah that's which is awesome fucking great to hear that a, a kickstarter, kickstarter game yeah. is finally good after ukuleles mixed results and mighty so Number they're Nine's one for 1192 
I think Toe Jam and Earl is doing really well as well. Their their reboot, but um, the Switch version, however, not so much. So NT Creates is actually deploying a ton of people just to improve the performance of that game. Oh, that's awesome. So I would say if you right now, if you need to play it right now, and you were planning on buying it on Switch. I would hold off until the patch gets released that it will improve the performance of the game, or I would just buy it on PlayStation 4. It is not available on Xbox wow. One, I don't He's think. supporting PlayStation over Switch. I like it. Just for performance. Okay, I like it. Speaking of Sony, they aim to end the loading screens on the PS5. Yeah, well, it was sneaky, but Xbox Scarlet said in their press conference when E3, like... They all got a war and they shit, were jealous. Their shit yeah, is so powerful that it could potentially kind of end loading screens Sounds as we know them. Um, but now Sony actually patented technology that will eliminate the loading screen in its entirety, which is great. But I will be super curious as to how developers individually for games will make that work. Because usually the loading screen is, you know, doors open, it's a big white light, and that's the transition to the next scene. Where God of War did it while you're rowing on the Just. boat. Or what you know, however yeah. that was, or I mean, it was pretty obvious that it did have loading screens. It was when you were traveling through realms. If you realm travel, you can literally see the game loading. So it was a clever trick to hide the loading screen. I would say more than they didn't have any. But I think that I just hope developers don't like find ways to like shoehorn the non-loading screen into the game. I think I hope they make it flow, and I have confidence that at least Sony's first parties Should will do good. it. Um, the third-party games, we'll see what that looks like. Because if Scarlet has loading screens and PS5 doesn't, and you have to develop a game for PS5 that doesn't have loading screens, but you kind of still have to deal with that here, how does that work? I'm interested to see how that works. So we'll see, number one, if Scarlet holds its promise of either getting rid of or really, really minimize loading screens towards PS5, potentially, maybe, via this patent, not even having them. Talk to you. One Punch Man, A Hero Nobody Knows is announced for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. It's a three-on-three fighting game. And if you're One Punch Man... That was the first thing I said to you. I was like, if he could beat people... (laughs) Come on, what are they going to do? So Saitama in the show doesn't kill everything in One Punch. He, like, when he wants to, he does. But he'll fight with his actual fist when he's just like the goofy looking animation and then when he yeah but he i think at that point he's just blocking but when he throws a punch or when he flicks somebody they go flying we'll see maybe i'd like to see how the mechanics work or just don't pick him (laughs) i'd rather be the bicycle rider yeah just don't you know i know nico loves him like i think he would be fun to play but like i don't think i would pick saito like at all like i don't think i'd ever pick him it's a three-on-three anime fighting game in the same style as like tenkaichi and and uh, all that stuff. It doesn't look like it's 2D. It looks like it's on a 3D field over the shoulder type deal. Like I said, like Budokai, Tenkaichi yeah. stuff. Um, so maybe that's your thing. Xenoverse comes to mind. So if like that's your type of thing and you love anime, fuck, dude. Go for it. Sounds awesome. Uh, I like the show. I don't love it enough to, to go buy yeah, a video same. game adaptation. So I'll stay away from I'd it. I'd rather just wait for season two to complete in English so I can just binge that. <laughs> I, so you said English. That's the... Uh, that's the winner there because hey, I can't. If I, can't I can do be subs. patient with Dragon Ball Super, I can be patient with One Punch Man. That's right, and and, I, and Attack on Titan. I am selfish and I need dub because I'm a loser. Kai, See, I, I can avoid all that and Guy, avoid Gadget spoilers. And the only little, I had the little spoiler when I saw Broly, but I was ready for that. But that's fine. What there was there was there was a little something like about a form, but it's cool. I don't want to. It was like, they, they just did it two episodes ago in English and it was banging. Got it. Pokemon Masters will release this summer. If you watched that Pokemon press conference that they had a couple weeks ago after the Direct, 
um, or actually the week before the direct, where they announced like Pokemon Home and Pokemon Sleep. They also said Pokemon Masters, which is going to be a free to start, free to hey, start hey, game. Crawling you in. Um, free to start. It'll have microtransactions. DNA will actually be uh, will be handling this game. You actually, it's a three versus three triple battle game that takes place on an island where you actually take a trainer and they have a Pokemon with them. Like it'll be Brock and Onyx, Misty and Psyduck or Misty and Starmie, whatever. And you choose the trainer to go along with that Pokemon and you have three on three battles. And it's basically like you just keep battling until you win or lose. So it's just a big mobile battle game. But to me, as soon as you say it's free to start and it's got microtransactions and all that bullshit and people will be paying to win, I'm out. I don't even play Pokemon Go anymore. I got a text from Shankar Chidi because he sent me a gift in Pokemon Go like two months ago and I haven't opened it yet. He's like, dude, what the hell? I was like, I'm sorry. I just don't care anymore about Pokemon Go. So, and we know where I stand. So You I, haven't I, played I, that I, game in damn near two years. Yeah, so obviously I'll, I'll be skipping this, this free event. For the t- or, or this free, free to, to start. start. Yeah, yes. Free to start Pokemon game. Sam, we have a couple of wrestling stories. I'm going to start with the best company in the world, AEW. No, I'm going I'm to start with AEW just because I think their news is a little bit bigger because they do have a pay-per-view coming this Saturday night, so potentially tomorrow night. Um, tomorrow Friday. For, no, the people that are listening. Oh. And so, uh, you know... It's, it's Saturday, June 29th. It's taking place in Florida. I think it starts at 8 o'clock. 7 o'clock is the pre-show, which is free on YouTube, AEW's YouTube page. Uh, but I think the bigger thing that I want to talk about here is, A, the card, but, B, this is not AEW's like flagship pay-per-view. This is more of a B-show. This is not all out. That'll be taking place in August uh, in Chicago at the Sears Center. Sold 147,000 tickets. Um, or it was That's awesome. It, it could have sold. Okay. It, it only seats 10,000. Or fourteen thousand or something like that. They sold out in twelve minutes, and they had one hundred and forty-seven thousand requests for tickets. So they could have sold the building out ten times over, which is bigger than any mania yeah. would have ever been. Uh, by the way, this past SmackDown only had two thousand fans in attendance. They had to they had to Hide. put a tarp over all the seats that were. Covered. That's humiliating. They only had three thousand five hundred fans at Raw, and the pay per view the night before only had like six thousand fans or something crazy like that. So, Ooh. and and this hey, is their stories have been shit. This is real. Their stories have been shit, and AEW is a real thing. It's eight thirty. Seven thirty will be the buy in. Um, but the best part before I go through the card very quickly, the best part about this pay per view is AEW said, "Hey, it's free. Go check it out." Bleacher, uh, Bleacher Report Live. It's an app on iPhones, iPads, wherever you can get it. And you can watch AEW's pay-per-view Fighter Fest for free. No charge whatsoever. Wow. So, like, this is your opportunity. If you've been kind of wanting to jump into AEW but you don't know how or you missed All In uh, or you missed Double or Nothing, this is a great chance for you to watch Fighter Fest because all the guys, all the guys you know and need, and need to know will be there. The matches, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. So, literally, the greatest wrestler in the world and the greatest tag team in the world versus the Lucha Brothers and Laredo Kid. All three incredible Lucha Libre, high-flying Mexican wrestlers who will blow your mind. That match is going to be absolutely insane. Joey Janela takes on John Moxley. John Moxley, as you know, is yeah, Dean Ambrose. Ambrose. So you have his AEW debut versus Joey Janela. Cody Rhodes versus Darby Allen. Looking forward to that one as well. Hangman Page, who won the AEW Battle Royale at, at Double or Nothing, versus MJF, who's a really fun, cocky heel. He thinks he's the best in the world. Versus Jimmy Havoc, who is like the British hardcore deathmatch guy. Versus Jungle Boy, who is 
the kid of Luke Perry. Holy shit. Luke Perry's wow. son is Jungle Boy. He just wears like a grass skirt. He's got long blonde hair. He looks like he's Holy looks like shit. he's blonde Tarzan. He's Luke Perry's kid. Wow. Is in AEW. That's awesome. Christopher Daniels, longtime wrestler. I think he's part of SoCal Uncensored versus Chima. Nyla Rose versus Rio versus Yuka Sakazaki. I'm sorry. So a big triple threat women's match. Michael Nakazawa versus uh, Alex Jabali in a hardcore match. That'll be on the pre-show. And also on the pre-show, no, Christopher Daniels is not on SCU because it's SCU versus best friends versus private party on the buy-in. So you get two matches on the YouTube buy-in show. And if you like that, you don't have to buy it. Just go over to Bleacher Report Live on the app and you can get the rest of the pay-per-view completely for free. That's Fighter Fest AEW. It's worth it. This company is going places. I hope they're not like WCW and fade out and Vince buys them. Uh, but they have the, the you think chance. Vince would offer them a crazy sum of money just to take it? No, because they have Tony Khan right now. They have the Khan family. The Khans own the Jacksonville Jaguars. So they don't need... They don't need the money. They don't need that. Okay. They have money. Because I know they thing. fronted the money, and I'm sure they got the money back, or they're working their way to get it. They, the cons... Uh, and Tony Khan is a wrestling nerd. He was just on uh, Stone Cold's podcast. Incredible interview, if you want to check that out. But there, there is plenty of money, plenty of notoriety. Ticket sales are through the roof, clearly. Yeah. They're starting their live show this October on TNT, or September, October. I'm sure they're going to announce it at Fighter Fest. Uh, but they're going to start really soon with their live television programming every week. So it's going to give WWE a run for its money as SmackDown Live moves to Friday nights. Uh, so it's just we're in a very healthy world right now where it's not just WWE. Yeah. When you go look on something on a search engine, you use Google. Yeah. And you just say, I'll Google it. Yes, sir. But what that actually means is I'll use a search engine. And Google is king. It's king. So you just refer to it as Google. Yeah, when exactly. you use When you use an ear thing, it's a Q-tip. Yeah. But it's just an ear swab. Yeah. But Q-tip is the brand. When you use a bandage, it's Band-Aid. Yeah. But you say, I'm going to use Band-Aid. When you say, I'm going to go watch WWE, it's wrestling. Yeah. Wrestling is WWE. This has an opportunity to be that war again. I'm not saying that. And it's good for it's, it's I think good for the competition. I think they, WWE, WWE needs the competition because I think they just kind of got too relaxed. Yeah. And they forgot what they did back in the day. That attitude error was, to me, still the best in wrestling. But it, it wasn't. <laughs> I mean, like for, the, for me, I, I'm the not, characters were amazing. I'm not a super nerd like you wrestling fans are. I'm the casual Stone Cold. That's what I grew up with. There, that's my era. That to me, that's I. The older guys was before my time. If you grow up with them, great, they're yours. But I, to me, that's I mean what the I new guys. I mean the stuff now is again. Is the best I'm not that could like ever your be casual wrestler anymore. I kind of got. I, like, I I dip in, dip out. The the issue is that the characters nowadays just aren't as good as they were. The characters, what you could get away with, right? The sex appeal, yeah, and and all 100%. the things that drew that eighteen to forty five year old male, which is the target demographic. Let's not mm-hmm. kid ourselves. Some people say it would be children because there's PG era and all yeah. that stuff. Some people say it's the ladies want to get in there as well. But in reality, it's the eighteen to forty five year old yeah. male, I agree. and that's just kind of where the reality of the situation. Uh, the wrestling now is still as best that it ever could be if Vince would get his grubby paws off of it. NXT yeah. is proof of that. It's the best wrestling in the world, pound for pound. Uh, even better than main roster product. AEW has a chance because they're counting wins and losses. They're making the women are equally paid to the men. Like they're they're doing things. They're doing they're it the right way. They're doing a tournament with first round buy, and you have to earn the first round buys, even though it's a work, and even yeah. though the, the things are predetermined. Fixed. They're <laughs> yeah, making yeah, you yeah. think. 
like there's stakes yeah. and I, and I love that yeah. thought. And if they can kind of keep up with that, it'll be healthy competition for WWE yeah. and they're feeling the heat. You had Dean Ambrose leave and then roast them on Jericho's podcast with Jericho also roasting them. Yeah. So a legend who made his name in WCW, then cemented it in WWE is just crushing them. You had gold dust come out a week later saying it was prison yeah. in WWE. You have rumors every day of a new star wanting to leave. Sasha Banks is still holding out. Yeah. We haven't seen her on TV. Yeah, I haven't seen her forever. We have people that are saying, I can't wait till my contract is over i want to go somewhere else and now you also have this news that came out Everyone's today of people jumping ship you also have this news that came out today that wwe is now hiring executive directors for raw and smackdown and i don't think they mean just on the air like page and like the commissioners like they, they like actually that. need them to do the job i think they actually need them to do now they will be on-air personalities and they'll still roll to vince which Makes it all pointless because Vince will still have a final say and Vince is the problem. Let's call it what it is, Vince. You're running a fucking – this thing right into the ground. Yeah. Give it to Triple H. Let it become its thing. It will be the biggest thing again and your ratings will go up. But Paul Heyman will be taking Raw. Yeah. Paul Heyman started ECW, came in in the early 2000s to WWE, uh, managed up Paul, uh, Brock Lesnar, yeah. was in charge of creative. And you know who's going to be running SmackDown? Eric Bischoff. Wow. Who – ran WCW yeah. and signed a whole bunch of talent away from Vince and has made a bunch of appearances on WWE TV over the past decade, but uh, even 20 years, I guess, almost since WCW was bought out by WWE. But Bischoff is now going to be the executive director of SmackDown and Heyman on Raw. Now, they're definitely going to write that into storylines, but I really, really hope they give these two guys the creative control over the show yeah. and let them flourish. And I really hope this wild card crap goes away and you keep the brands away from each other. Give me my guys on SmackDown and SmackDown down my guys on raw and raw stop at the crossover shit get your storylines in order and let's just enjoy the product again i yeah. hate hating on it i love it when i actually you're, want you're, to watch you're just it. being honest two pay-per-views in a row i stopped watching halfway through and went to bed because i don't give a shit the last time i watched raw was the monday night after wrestlemania i just and that was april i just do not care yeah. and i know you're not alone because you could see it all on twitter i'm begging yeah. for aew's product because i want something else to watch so it's um, or for wcw or wwe to get their shit together because i'm a big wrestling guy and i'd love a healthy product where everybody's kicking ass and then i can watch a whole bunch of good shit all throughout the week sam what do you got for your cgc spotlight <clears throat> You know, I don't have a huge book, but I, I bought this a little while ago. Just had a speculation, and it happened to you know to be right. I want I want to clear up because people have been asking every time we do the CGC and we and you hear that crinkling, it's because Sam has meticulously wrapped all of his books in this awesome like cellophane. Yeah, it's like a two mil polyurethane, and, like, and uh, we're just picking it up yeah. and, and reading from the book. Got to protect so your books, people. That's the crinkling you're hearing. Is Sorry, actually guys. The, the the comic book. Yeah. So this is Fury of Firestorm number twenty four. This is the first appearance of Blue Devil, Dan Cassidy. Um, it's written by Jerry Conway. Has Raphael is it Canaan? Sorry, buddy. Romeo Tagal again. Raphael did the art with Sal Amendola. He did the cover. Book came out in June 1984. It's a nine eight white pages newsstand edition. Blue Devil actually has his own sixteen page little short story in here, which is pretty cool. You don't usually see that too too much. Having like his own sixteen page, then it rolled right off into Blue Devil number one. Um, the reason I, I wanted to bring it, like, bring light to this book is he's, the character is actually on Swamp Thing. I, you haven't seen him in the actual costume yet, but I think it could come. Potentially there's another DC character in tomorrow's episode. Can't wait for that. But kind of, he's just like this working stuntman and he has this, he's a, has this a spe special effects suit that he wears for this movie. 
and he's in the suit and I guess this demon kind of comes in and mistakes his suit for an actual demon and shoots him with some demonic magic blast and it fuses him with the suit. So he's like not human but mixed with this. You know, it, episodes later he eventually gets, he makes a deal with Neuron to get fully transformed into a full demon to basically be a half a good guy. I kind of, I got really like in tune with him in Justice League Dark. He kind of like guards this bar. He's like the bartender. And he was kind of just got kind of always made fun of or joked with Detective Chimp. I thought that was a good part. And this, this story is about Firestorm and Firehawk. You basically learn the origins of Bug, Bug and Bite. And they're trying to figure out a way to stop them. And, you know, a huge battle ensues. But it's a pretty, you know, cheap book. But it's like the way I looked at it, 9.8s, there's only 50 graded. Only 59 eighths. There's 37.96s, 15.94s, and 8.92s. So there's really not too many graded of it's this It's just book. there's not a demand for the character, which is why it's not that super Exactly. Expensive. So if he ever blows up, there's only 59.8s on the market. Right. So to me, this would be like a good like potential like spec book to buy. Yeah, I buy, mean, a buy low candidate. Exactly. Like the last sale was 125, but mm-hmm. the last but the average 90-day sale is 175. Mm-hmm. So like I was even trying to pick up another one last night just for like it's just so cheap and there's not many graded it could be, you know, worth something in the long run. June 1984, 75 cents on the newsstand when it came out and I love 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 the ad on the back. It's for an Intellivision game for Dungeons and Dragons. I love the Intellivision. It's it, it predates Atari. Yeah. Uh, the the Mattel Intellivision and it's the Advanced Dungeons and Dragons video game full page color ad looks really cool. So obviously I always love the back of these CGC spotlights to check out the ads in the back. Um, but really cool book. I don't know either of those characters. So it's a nice introduction to me. Yeah, and it's, you figure it's a, it's a 35 year old book, only 50 grade out there. So I think it's you know good book to have. We also have another book coming out pretty soon batman damn number three it's, or it's out now. it came out yesterday it's yeah. it was the three book issue series by um brian as is this as the, a, is this the dick book yeah just the, the book one you had the famous now if you buy the second print yeah. or whatever they took it out but is, it's the, bought, is the dick book going to be worth a lot someday i think that was why the book shot up in price so much do you because, have the book yeah okay. i have both covers jim lee did one and um cool lieber me did the other but it's <clears throat> three issue run. I didn't read the third he one. He lives yet. at one, two, three. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> but he, he, um, what I, what I was told for this third one, they said, don't read the third one unless you read this Joker book by Brian Az- Brian Azzarello did it, I think, a couple years ago. I ordered it yesterday on Amazon. It's already at my house. I already have it. So I'm going to probably read that after work tomorrow just because I'm, I'm hyped to finish this series because I really like it. I love the, the art. I mean, I, I don't, I don't recommend going, and trying to get the first print of number one and drop in $75 or whatever. When it came out, it was $7. So it's mm-hmm. like, you know, but if you bought it, it's worth a little something. Mm-hmm. But I really want to see how just this ends. Just because of a cod piece. I mean, oh. Literally, just because of, of, of a shade oh, of his penis. Yeah. But I, but I, beside that, that, that stupid, you know, it blew up for a dumb reason. But besides that, the story is great. The art is fantastic. I really, I highly suggest you pick up, you know, Batman Dan number three. And if you want to wait for the hardcover collector's edition, I think I saw on Amazon it comes out in September. You think they'll do all three books combined into one? That's that's the hardcover coming out. I think it was September I saw. So if you want to wait for that instead of buying issue by issue, there you go. We have a food story. (laughs) Uh, We teased in the beginning of the show and I even hinted at it during my trivia. Wendy's put out a tweet a couple months ago and they said if this tweet gets 2 million likes, we'll bring back spicy nuggets. Well, like I said, 
we already knew they were bringing them back already. We're not the only people that love spicy nuggets. They knew. Listen, they never would have put out that tweet if it already wasn't decided they were coming back. This was just a really genius marketing idea. And then it got retweeted by a bunch of big people. Uh, and then we hit it. And I think just like three or four days. We yeah, hit it was, it was fast. It was million fast tweets and and plus so they said we're bringing them back and now we have a date we have a date of august i don't know i said less than 48 um but we have a date august i think 19th is the date but it's i think it's 17th (laughs) whatever it is it's in the teens in august so you have to wait two more months until you can have those delicious nuggies back and a reason for me to go to that wendy's in the corner of my street that i haven't been to in freaking over a year i mean i still go to wendy's i love their spicy chicken sandwich i love their spicy nuggets but that's with sweet and sour sauce you get both it's the best the chicken sandwich is a little too thick I just like the little nuggies. I get the I get the ready. So I go junior bacon hamburger. Bullshit on the cheese. I go the worst cheese ever. Plain right. I get rid of that bullshit. Plain crispy chicken sandwich. Right. Then I get the spicy nuggies. Little ten piece action with sweet and sour, and a little frosty guy. Just a little frost, just to wash it down. Just to wash it down. Just to, just to, cool, to cleanse coat, the palate. Coat, coat, coat the stomach. But if you, I, like us, absolutely adore the Wendy's Spicy Nugs, they're coming back, baby. Chick-fil-A did, does a nice job at them. Burger King, they were admirable, but nobody does it like the redhead. Yeah, you're right, because Burger King did have the spicy... Uh, the, Ten for a buck. It was like, well, they had them, and they had the spicy chicken, chicken fries. They were good. I mean, they were good. The spicy chicken fries. But God Wendy's, I'm amazing. probably there day one. Yeah. All right, Sam, let's do our picks so that we can get out of here. Yeah, so my pick, short podcast. Tonight. Yeah, so so I actually saw this when I was in Ohio for work, and it's Altered Carbon. It's ooh Netflix. It's absolutely phenomenal. If you like Ghost in the Shell, if you like John Wick, I I honestly think you would love this it show. Looked like you were watching John Wick. I mean, it, but but gruesome. I mean, John Wick. There was three standout movie. actors and actors in this show: it was Joel Kinnaman, James Perfue, and Martha Higarda. I thought they were absolutely phenomenal. Joel Kinman plays this basically. I'm trying how to even explain this story. So like he played it was like a different actor playing his uh, Kashi, his his character, mm-hmm. and then eventually he does something, becomes a mercenary. They catch him, he gets punished. But this it starts out in the year 2384, so technology is crazy advanced. You know, there's it, it, it's that's why I say ghost in the shell. So. He gets caught, thrown in jail, and comes back in Joel Kinnaman's body, like kind of freaks out, like, whoa, whoa forgive me, I'm here. Like, it, it, it starts off, I was, I was, they had me by episode one. Just watch one episode. If you're not hooked, I, 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 don't, I don't know what else to tell you. It has 10 episodes on Netflix. They're literally shooting season two. That got greenlit for eight episodes, but it's, Joel Kinnaman is not coming back. It's, who is coming back? I thought I wrote it down. I want to say it's what's his name? That is a very Falcon. Big question. Anthony Mackie. I want to say Anthony Mackie's picking up season two. I think it's him. I don't. I guess I, don't, I guess I didn't write it down, but I really thought it was him. But I'm pissed because I wanted to see what was gonna. What was he gonna do after this crazy? So it could be like of an the anthology, right? Yeah, so like I, every season's different. And yeah, but you're going same universe. Years. Yeah, so I, I just wish it was going to follow the same guy, but because I I got invested in these characters, they they told an awesome story. Yeah, but whatever season two is, I'm in. I would be remiss to say that uh, my pick of the week is our Facebook page. We podcast many other things on Facebook. And oh, shameless plug! And here's why, and here's why, my friend. And I purposely kept this out of the notes because we fucking called it, and I said from day one. Toys, Toys R Us was coming back. Oh, yeah. 
I you did. from day 100%. one I said it was a yeah. ruse. You're on it record. Was all bullshit. And they just took it away to get you pissed and to get you missing it. And they were going to bring it back within two years. And everybody was going to be hyped up. And it was going to have a huge start. And it was going to flounder again. And boy, howdy. Yeah. We're getting it back. We're getting Toys R Us's back. I think 2020 it's coming back. Same name or were they? Toys R Us. But they're going to be like one-tenth. Because people shit on their fucking They're, they're going to be like yeah. one-tenth the size. Right, so they're going to be kind of a smaller store. They're not going to have cheaper rent. All those bikes and the basketball nets yeah. and stuff. It's going to be probably be just like a here's your Star Wars, here's your Harry Potter, here's your Legos, here's your video games. Get the fuck here's out of my Pokemon. store. Like yeah. I, it's just going to be kind of consolidated in that way. Like when you first walk in, it's got all the aisles. It'll be that without that giant back section. Yeah. Um, which was the best goddamn part as a kid. But actually taking the paper out of the video game, Yo, I love giving it to paper. them. Even my basketball and, net. And that waiting paper. Yeah. for them to bring out the item. was, the, was Tell me there was nothing you know, more anticipated than kid, that wait. Kids don't know. They and, don't know. And you don't know. Like, you and then you know. go up to grab the paper, but there's no more paper, and it's sold out. And I dry. was literally about to say, them when you walk when you walk in, you're so excited for something. You know exactly where it's going to be, and there's no paper. <laughs> the disappointment on your face. Oh. So, yes, I don't normally shameless plug our, our social media. We just kind of mentioned it at the beginning of the show. But there's an article on our social media on our Facebook right now that, that relay, it relay, goes over the plan and relays the plan of Toys R Us coming back. But then I had to write that little piece at the top of the article saying, fuck you, Toys yep. R Us. I'm never stepping foot back in your store unless you reopen the one around the corner from my house. I'll be there all the time. Well, see, they made that in now it's a tile place. I want to walk in there like, you're not Toys R Us, and then run out. Like, you'll never be a store. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the one in Mills? Yeah, in fact, yeah. Mills is a tile there's, store There's now. one right around the corner. It still has the Toys R Us up Dude, on the Dude, and thing, I so. saw another one that yeah. still had Toys R Us design and all. I think the one on the boulevard might still, too. That was a weird one. That was, like, in the middle of nowhere. It was tough to get to, that, that Toys R Us. I'm going to steal a sign. Uh, but, yeah, man, uh, he is not going to do that. He's not incriminating himself <laughs> on a podcast Kidding. for the public. <laughs> Um, but yeah, in reality, Toys R Us is coming back. We called it from day one. I said it was a ruse. Um, and uh, and also, go watch SGDQ. That is it for episode 141 of We Podcast and We Know Things. We will be back next No, it's, next week is 4th of July. So we'll kind of have to figure something out on what we're going to do. I'm not letting fireworks off till the 6th, so it's on you, buddy. For, for next week, I don't know what we're going to do. Uh, I'm good. So, so if you we'll, want to see a fireworks show, you announce you're more than welcome Saturday. Maybe six. Wednesday, maybe Saturday. Not a good show for the kids. I, I don't know what we'll do, but we'll figure something out. Hell, maybe we'll do it on the fourth because we have no friends. I don't have any friends. Sam, you have plenty. Uh, but I just invited him to fireworks <laughs> show. He doesn't even acknowledge it. This is what I deal with. People. I have a baby. What do you, she's not going to want to watch fireworks. Bring her. She, she'll love it. Bring a little earphones. If she's anything and- like her father, she'll hate them until she's 20, and then she'll love them. Uh, all right, guys. Thank you so much for checking out episode 141. We'll be back sometime next week with episode 142. Now, now let's watch some Banjo-Kazooie. Hey. Hey.